Hey. Hey, what's up? What's up? Welcome to Encroachment. How are you? Um, you know, I'm here. Fake it till you make it, right? What what exactly are we faking this week? Life, everything. Happiness, <laughs> a smile, <laughs> success, having it together, like everything. Everything. Everything it takes to get through a day is what I'm faking. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you need to talk to someone. I mean, yeah, but the way that my insurance is set up for real, I don't really. And my work schedule is set up for real. Like, right. yeah, true, true. The shame easy. That money does buy happiness. And um, I think it does, but it's after you get out of debt. So I don't know if when you're going to see <laughs> <laughs> the money start buying your happiness. But yeah. I assure you, it works for some people. Sooner than later. Hey, oh, man. I feel like I feel like such a like I don't know. I just opened a bottle with a lighter. Wow, ratchet! <laughs> wow, I'm so proud of myself. Chilling those Montana show. roots. That's what's going on. <laughs> uh, someone from DC taught me that. Born and raised. Don't do that to our home area. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I I am fine, but I just need to take a moment. And it's so funny because my sister just called me before I got on, before we start recording. But and it adds to this. But I need to take a moment to sound off on fucking group work. Like I'm back in like freshman of undergrad because niggas still ain't getting their shit done, and I don't understand. So this beheading it first of all in, on my situation. I get to mine and then my sisters. In mine, we had a group project that was due. We didn't get to assign our, pick our group members. So it's not about who you knew if your schedules matched up. It was like, pick numbers out of a hat. Oh, wow. Yes. Then we had to do a, we had to psychoanalyze characters from a movie. And then like, we didn't even get to choose the character or the movie. He had a movie and he just had us randomly pick characters out of a hat. And I'm like, this is not, and that, so that a project was assigned the Monday before Thanksgiving break. And then the presentation was due the Monday right after Thanksgiving break. So most people had like, less than a week to like organize and do the whole thing which is right. a little obscene um so on top of that we uh my group we like decided to meet on S- sunday on saturday morning we have a little skype session we like worked the whole worksheet out like they just des- we decided that because he said that he wanted to be like interactive and like some kind of like fun component so we were going to have them do like a cross-gendered um demonstration of like a therapy session with the client mm-hmm which would have been cute. And like one of the, one of our teammates had an accent. I thought, but we thought that would have been funny. Like, I just feel like it was going to work. It was going to be charming and like cute and it'd been fine and simple. Cause we're, we're doing really two simple therapeutic techniques, which is just reflection of feelings. So you tell me how you feel. And I repeat it back to you mm-hmm. and restatements. You tell me what your thoughts are. And I repeat it back to you. So it's really just like you had to come up with like two lines of Pete. It's not, it's not difficult. So, and they're friends. So I was like, they were like, we'll do it. And I was like, good. I think I should do it anyways. Cause you guys are friends. You have time to like, if chemistry have time to meet outside of this, like it should work out fine. So when we show up for the presentation today on Monday, I have my stuff designed as I should have, like everything was good. And I, and when we get there, they're like, Oh shit, we need to like decide what we're going to do. And I was like, hold up. <laughs> like I heard it in the back of my head, but I was like, that's not like, that's not what's happening right now. Right. They're just brushing up on like, like they gave, they did a rough outline. They're brushing up on the exact Something. words they're going to use. It's fine. Like it's, I'm going to sit to these presentations. It's fine. 
So the presentations, everyone's are fucking boring as hell because, of course, you give graduate students like a couple of days before break to go do a project and it's not going to get done A plus to work anyway. So everyone used video clips from the movie. And like, in some ways, yes, it is. Like, it does engage the audience, whatever. But when everyone does it and like, it's the meat, it's the content we all had to watch. It's not really that exciting. I mean, once I when someone played a movie for me, I was automatic like, okay, well, I need to. This is time for me now. Like, like I'm checking out, yeah. and that's what happened. I was on my computer, like I was like, fuck these presentations, like yeah. whatever. And I was like, no, because we that's have when I would start doing a demonstration. Homework. Yes, yeah, yeah. Doing homework for another class. <laughs> exactly, and it's one thing to like look away when your you know groupmates put up a video clip in the presentation. It's another one yeah. they're actually performing for you, so like, you're going to be more engaged. So like. As each presentation goes by, I'm like, yes, like we're sitting pretty. We're the only bitches who are not gonna have a video to do, like video clip. It's gonna be great. Right. And we go up there, and first of all, I'm having difficulties. I did it as like a PDF presentation, but I know how to do that on Mac. But they had a PC, and it was like annoying. So I'm trying to figure that out. And in the back, one of the teammates is like, oh shit, like we need to have them delete the slide. And I was like, delete what slide? <laughs> and they're like, the demonstration slide. We're not gonna do a demonstration. I was like, what? Like what? And they're like, yeah, like, no one else did one, so it would be weird. So, like, I was looking at video clips while, like, we were watching the presentations. And I was like, and I'm like, okay, I cannot argue with you in front of the class, like, while we're figuring this out. So, like, we just have to do it now. Right. And we fucking did it. They played, like, two video clips. It was the same thing everyone else did. And at the end of the class, the professor made a point to say, I have a note for all groups moving forward and presentations you do. Like, it's one thing to, like, you know, like, show a video. But, like, if you're trying to really engage the audience, you want to do something, like, kind of involves yourself. It's more personable, like a demonstration or role play. And I'm sitting there like, you motherfuckers. Like, right. we had it. And even if your role play was fucking subpar, like, if you had just planned it out two minutes before you came in here, done it. it would have been enough because everyone else did the same fucking thing. And for you right. to say, oh, we saw what they did and thought, we don't want to be the ones that are different. We're going to do that. Why are, you in a, why are you in graduate school? Get the fuck out. Like, I go mean, do a I job where they like, tell you what to do and just do that thing. Like, doesn't, it doesn't. I feel like group projects really reveal a lot about society and people and where they belong. Like they're the people that are the natural leaders. Like even if you're not a leader, like you just end up being taking the leader role. It comes out of you anyways, yes. And then the marginalized people, people of color and women end up doing the bunch of the brunt of the work. And when like, I told do you remember when I was at Howard? Did I tell you what happened when I we had to do group paper? No. This other person wanted to be the leader, and I was like, this is great. Like, it wasn't even that difficult. We just had to organize it into sections. We each had to research a different section. It wasn't hard. And, like, write a page and a half, right? Yeah. Someone else volunteered to do it, and I'm like, okay, great. I'll write the intro, the conclusion, and I'll compile the paper, you know? And that makes the most sense. So I really did no type of research. I did nothing, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm waiting for everyone to send me this shit. Of course, everyone sends it to me at the last minute. That's fine. You know, I would do the same thing. Not a problem. I get these papers these fucking people this person did not even have citations they nope. just like quoted things and just like did not have any so any... plagiarism is what they right? did like did you make this up <laughs> like so I'm like googling this information to try to find the most random like at this point I didn't care like probably one source was from ABC like channel 7 I don't know because I just needed <laughs> some type of like. I need to know that somebody besides fucking Patricia said this shit. Right. Like, I that's need a... something. Like you can't just write your own words and put quotations around yes. it with no source. And I, you know, and I just was like, this is wild. This is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> and I don't know how you even made it this far in life. Like no shade, but 
I just but shade like but shade get the fuck out like Like, how are we on the same level you know what I mean that's kind of what I feel like and then these are the same people that are like have better social skills or networking skills and are somehow gonna make it further than me and I'm just gonna want to well in this case that's definitely not what happened these are not these are (laughs) not the cream of the crop people I mean they're good people but I shouldn't have said that on the air but it happened it's fine You know, um, maybe everyone has different talents. Oh, know? I mean, they they are. So I think, and I know one of them particularly, like, is very good. It's, like, very empathic and, like, get a sense of emotions. So, like, in a counseling program, like, girl, get it. You're going to get them coins. Like, I know it. It's fine. Yeah. But, like, I do not need to be on an academic project with you. Like, ever. <laughs> ever again. Ever. I don't know if you need to be on academic projects. Like, go do oh, wow. social work. Like, just do that. <laughs> That's stressful. Um, yeah I mean I'm being a little harsh but whatever and then my sister just called me and said that these girls like they have a presentation due at 9am tomorrow and the girls have just stopped responding to the text have stopped like adding to the google doc yep. like <laughs> yep. and I was Welcome like to um, college. and she's like I don't know what to do and I was like first of you all better start, I was like, draft- <laughs> start drafting something and then you can write in the acknowledgments or note to the teacher FYI this section was not my responsibility <laughs> That, yeah, that's what I told her. I was like, first of all, you need to call these girls because you're texting their phone to the text. Like, call them. There needs to be no excuses. Yes, there needs to be no excuses. Yes, professor, email yep. them. Fuck it. Yep, Why and be not? like, either now you either finish it yourself and do what they were gonna do and like use their work that they've already done and then present that and let the professor know that you did more than you needed to do, or you do the whole thing by yourself, start over, submit it on your own, and let them all fucking fail. Do Pick you, one. Um, do group projects still have that bullshit where you have to like grade the other, the other some? In your group? I told her that she might get the opportunity to do that, but the professor didn't mention it already. Like I doubted. Yeah, it, I just tell you after no. the fact. Yeah, and I had I didn't get that for this. And, oh I mean, damn! You I just had to make get... it work. That's yes, and, yes, and it's and I think he I think he knew like too. It's like okay, I'm gonna probably get like bc level work because i'm giving this assignment out the week before break and you have to present when you get back like what yeah you're lucky you're getting anything you're lucky you're getting anything man like shut the fuck up (laughs) anyways on that note now that that vent is out let's talk football all right so what's your game of the week um i have some news oh you have news instead okay news yeah because i saw two things of news that kind of made me like whoa um, one is the Lions, so we'll discuss the Lions, and then the Ravens. Um, you know, we're gonna shout out to the other team that lost on Thanksgiving, just like the Redskins, <laughs> the Lions. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, we're not in this alone. Um, so there's two things about the Lions that kind of got me. Um, did you hear about the Jeopardy clue? Huh? <laughs> No, obviously so the answer is no. <laughs> Jeopardy on Monday night threw some shade. Um, so At the, the Lions? Was like, yeah, the dude was like, um, Alex Trebek, can I please have, the category was predictions by 2030. So the dude was like, hey, can I have 600 for predictions by 2030? The clue was, quote, as of 2018, this NFC North team had never even made it, made the Super Bowl, much less won it. But by 2030, gotta happen, right? Answer: Who are the Detroit Lions? That is shade. Yikes! Um, yeah, yeah, that's sad. Hopefully that's high that, level shade. Yeah, national television. That's rough. Yeah. Um, and they did just lose to the Bears. They're at the bottom of the division. They're probably 
I mean, they're not doing, they're doing a little bit better than the Giants, but um, yeah. The NFC is trash, except for the Saints and uh, Rams. And the Rams. And the Vikings. About it. No, the Bears are. Oh, and the Bears, the sorry. The Bears, the Bears are ahead of the Vikings by two games. I know, but I'm saying they're not trash. I don't think they're trash. They like, only have six wins, though. Yeah. Uh... We have six wins. A. <laughs> that's, that's terrible. <laughs> I mean, I'm not out here calling y'all trash either. I like, know. you want to know who's oh, trash? Like, the we Lions. Are. My team is trash. We are the losers <laughs> of the week. <laughs> We're not even there yet. I know. I know. Sneak peek. Hot take. We are oh, the losers. Oh, Lord. Of the so week. that was Detroit. Um, what, happened in, so, what happened in Baltimore? Well, also, the Detroit, did you know that Bruce Ellington, their wide receiver, is playing with no hamstring? What do you mean he has no hamstring? He had one of his muscles in his hamstring removed. Huh? Yes. Where, like how? What? What does that even do to the bot? Like, what does this mean? So allegedly, like you. So Bruce Ellington, um, he had an injury in it, and so they said the semitendinosus, which is one of three hamstring muscles. Um, basically, the hamstring is made up of three muscles, and they removed it because they said if he kept it, he would have a million more, like, injuries or problems with it, so they just took it out, and yeah. Wow. So he is, you know, he's fine. And apparently, the former Texans wide receiver Andre Johnson did the same thing, and he was fine. And, yeah. So we're all out here with just extra hamstrings. With none, yeah. With I don't. I just feel like I don't know. Mentally, that seems like not a good idea. But you know, these people are doctors, and I guess they're trusted. But uh, they go on the more school yeah, than I have. The lions are hanging on by threads for real. I'm. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Damn. I know, wow, funny. that was a lot. That was stressful. Um, yeah, I know they just put Marvin Jones in IR, um, which is not good. And they traded Golden Tate. Like, yeah, this is like their season is like about to be a wrap. I'm hearing that they like may, like, this is some fantasy ball rumor, but they may put Carry On Johnson on fucking IR too, just because like if they're gonna wrap their season up. And I yeah. swear to God, he's the only player I have <laughs> running back on my fantasy team. <laughs> and I told my league, I was like, look, <laughs> if they put Carry On Johnson on IR or he sits out in the fucking playoffs, I'm dropping my entire roster to free agency and letting waivers decide the championship. I'm over it. <laughs> Fuck this shit. Like. This happened to me last season with Melvin Gordon. Like I'm, oh, was it or two seasons ago? I'm over it. I'm over getting over fucked by fantasy football yeah. and particularly running backs. I'm just over it. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> also the Ravens. Um, I just think it's really strange. I mean, it's just you know, it's just annoying i know i keep talking we literally i think bring up kaepernick like every single episode but i mean honestly it deserves it so annoying that fucking lamar jackson is starting and you could have just signed kaepernick you already have the offensive coordinator that that like did with that that um like played with michael vick the assistant head coach was the offensive coordinator of the 49ers when Kaepernick started. So like literally i mean the head coach is the brother of the coach that took him to the fucking super bowl so you could have had Kaepernick to actually like be a solid player. Now you're just it's this dude Lamar Jackson is twenty one years old. He is twenty one years old. Though like there's no way. I'm so sorry. There's no way. Didn't we learn this season that you need to Patrick Mahomes it? Like you need to like 
develop them. I mean, I think that's the better plan. I mean, I think that's a better plan. Look at all the QBs who were drafted with Lamar Jackson, like Sam Darnold, struggling. Um, Josh Allen, struggling. Also, you're 21 years old. You have solid, grown-ass men coming for you, sir. Yeah. And they're playing more with their bodies and because that's that's their instinct. You tell them, oh, I'm going to run. I'm going to jump over this. I'm going to do that. And it's like, you're accepting yourself to injuries before you're, like, mentally prepared to be in the game at that speed. Didn't we see this with RG3? Like... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just... I'm happy Lamar's getting his shot because all the other quarterbacks who were drafted in the first round are getting their shot. But I do think long-term would have made more sense. Number one, you should have drafted – I mean, you should have signed him because him, RG3, and uh, Lamar Jackson have a lot more in common than Joe Flacco. (laughs) So we're talking about, like, building an offense around players and, like, establishing a future and, like, getting things investing. Like, you'd have been better off, like – possibly even starting Kaepernick over Flacco this this season just so you could be practicing the same kind of schemes and concepts you want to run with Lamar in the future. Exactly. It would be more consistent. But whatever. Not my team. Not my whatever. So that's all. Well, It wasn't worth a whole segment, but I would just, you know, it's just like... Well, you doubled it up. It's fine. Yeah. Two news and one. It's good. Um, my game of the week is going to be, obviously, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings versus uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Obviously, I liked how that game played out. <laughs> it was funny because the first thing I saw Monday morning on Twitter was this um, quote by fucking Max Keller and being like, there is no player on any team that decides the fate of a game more than Aaron Rodgers. And I was like, well, it's so funny how he chooses to lose so often recently. I don't understand that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like he did not. He wasn't even making them look competitive in that game. And then, like, to hear them talk about some, oh, their receivers are not great. It's like, Devontae Adams is a fucking stud. What do you mean his receivers are not yeah. great? Um, you were just talking about Marquez Valdez-Scantling being, like, an up-and-coming star. And now that, you know, it's not going well for Rodgers, it's his fault now, too. You have Jimmy Graham at tight end. Like, you have Aaron Jones running out of his mind. What else? Like, I just, it's, I'm tired of the excuses. So that's the, that's the little negative part that I'm, I don't really care about. <laughs> I was more upset with the fact that the game opened with massive disrespect for Kirk Cousins. And you know I don't stand for that. So, huh? What was that? I love it. Oh, no, I can't deal with it. And so that they started with the fucking announcers being like, oh, well, Coach Zimmer called Kirk Cousins and asked him if the offense was too complicated for him. Ooh. And I was like, are you Hilarious. fucking kidding me? Like, not... <laughs> You basically just called your quarterback dumb to his face. And then on top of that, you're going to talk about that conversation to national media. What kind of shit is this? And, of course, he responded by playing an excellent game and beating that fucking division rival and making them look good. So I just don't understand. I I don't understand why he gets so much shit. Like, he He just doesn't deserve the shit he gets. He's inconsistent. I mean, he does that. I don't know if he's – it's hard to win a fucking NFL game, man. I think he's, like – he's had a pretty good season. Shit's not gone right. They've had, like, digs out for a couple games. Like, they didn't have their running game all the way together. Like, I just, I don't see, he's definitely thrown some interceptions and clutch and, like, bad moments. But that's because they're also making it, you need to win the game with your arm. Like, I don't know if he's that guy. um, But I still think he's a really good quarterback. He's okay. I don't know. I definitely don't think the offense is too complicated for him. Like, that was rude. Um, Hilarious. I guess. Uh, Love it. So that is my recap of the game. The end. We'll talk more about the Vikings in the next segment because they're playing the Patriots next week. Ooh.
I know, I know. So who are you gonna pick? Oh, I can't. We're gonna to talk about that. Goddamn. This is so exciting. For now, we're gonna go on a break, and we will see you guys on the other side of this weird music. <laughs> Oh, hello. Back. Back, yes. So, tell me about your Washington Redskins. Um... <laughs> I think it's just a sad day overall in many, for many reasons, um, which we will talk about later. But um, the number one reason, probably the most obvious, is today is the anniversary, 11th anniversary of Sean Taylor's death. That was 11 years ago. I know, it makes me feel really old. It's stressful when these things happen. Like, events that I remember, like 9-11, like all this shit. Like, I think, what, this is the first year that the kids, like, in school will learn about 9-11 as history and not, like, present. Like, yeah. Isn't that stressful? That makes me feel old as fuck. I and mean, we are old as fuck. It's fine. I know. I'm sad. Literally, seven. So it's fine. But yes, today um, was the passing. He was a beast. Like his hits were great. If you have never seen any, just Google Sean Taylor Pro Bowl because he got in low key trouble because it was a Pro Bowl. But he smacked the shit out of people. It was so great to watch. He probably wouldn't even be able to do most of that shit today. Honestly, I must say, it's so funny also in light of the conversation we just had a couple of days ago. We're like, we shouldn't be glorifying these hits. And we're like, they were so good, though. <laughs> like, it was so good. Like, he, he was just so good. I loved it. Like, I loved watching him. Our defense was amazing. He was so intelligent. He was low key. He didn't talk to anybody. Um, he just really just did his job for real. Um, he was quiet. Um, it's so weird because I don't remember him as a player at all. Like I remember him as like this like serious period of like mourning that the DMV area went through with like murals and like it just, I just remember it being a very emotional time for the area. But I don't remember his play. I remember the emo- I remember Google his death John Taylor more than his play after this podcast. YouTube it like just like it's like it's intense. It's crazy. Um, he just he was a great player. He was a leader on defense. He, um, it was just, it was very sad. It was crazy that two people just like, I think two, two or three, like young kids came into his house. I believe he didn't travel with the team that week because he was sick or something like that. So he stayed home. His girlfriend and, and newborn child were in the house and he was supposed to be traveling again. And so they thought that when they broke into his house in Florida, that no one would be there, but he was there with his girlfriend and his child. And um, they shot him in his leg. And it hit like an artery or something? His femoral artery, yeah. Mm. And again, I haven't, I don't even, this is from what I remember from like 11 years ago. So if I yeah. got anything wrong, like, but yeah, I remember I was walking to class my freshman year at University of Maryland. And I was, I think, walking to the physics building. So I was behind the uh, plant sciences building, I believe, or biopsych. And walking down the stairs and I found out he died and that was like the first time that I like a famous person you know what I mean like Aaliyah died and it was sad and it sucked but like I didn't cry like 
you know. Oh, see, I broke the fuck down for Michael Jackson. Like I was out of it. Yeah, I didn't. Out of it. But that was this was his. He was the first like celebrity or famous person where I was like upset, cried, affected. Um, Yeah, our defense has never been the same. And I think Damn. the kids just got convicted last year. I mean, they say he was a once-in-a-generation player, so, I mean, you aren't done that generation yet. He is he's amazing, yeah. And, I mean, Swanger says, like, he models himself after him. Like, um, I don't know. It just sucks. That's all. We played... What the fuck is that? Huh? Hello? <laughs> Are you okay? I'm fine. I'm fine. So I'm right. I thought that was like, I was like, is this like a over the air like evacuation thing? Like, are we getting attacked by like someone? Like, what's happening? Is this an X file? Is the like... world okay? Like, I yeah. I'm no, it was so some dumb. Go to worst case scenario. <laughs> I thought there was like a bioterrorist threat, like worldwide. Like, oh man, no, no, no. I was pulling up my um <laughs> one of the articles I have for research in the fucking Mario Kart Eight app was like. Bing! Oh, no, I thought that we were about to die. No, sorry. Just Mario Kart. Well, side note, did you know that there was a, listen, there was some shitty shit happening today in Bethesda. So I was on my way to work in Bethesda, and on the radio, they were like. Do you want a stalker? (laughs) (laughs) Bethesda is big. True. Fair enough. And so they were like, "Um, there's an active shooter at Walter Reed in Bethesda. And I was like, oh, well. Hold on here. Do I need to turn around on the beltway right now or what? So the news never reported it, but people that work there or were in the building were tweeting it, right? So no one knew what was going on. And then all of a sudden they came out and was like, oh, it was a drill. Bitch, what? No, it wasn't. You're going to tell me if it's a drill or not. If I know it's a fucking fire drill, I'm going to know it's an active shooter drill. That's not one of those situations where you just don't tell anybody and you fucking see what happens. Absolutely not. So something shady happened today, which is why your alarm thing freaked me the fuck out. I don't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> You're on edge. I'm paranoid as shit. <laughs> it's fine. We're done. That's all. Sorry. Sidebar. Yikes. That's over now. How's your game? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Wait, wait. Well, who you guys play next week? We we did this on Thursday. Oh, we shit. Our... Yeah, we did. I forgot. We talked sister. about, yes. She me the fuck out. <laughs> she doesn't even know what the fuck she's talking about. She's this newbie little fucking fan, man. I have endured so many Monday night disasters. I mean, I'm happy. I really hope to be wrong, and I really hope they win because we literally have to win all of these games in order to even make it to the playoffs. But oh god! But yeah, it's is it the Giants? Eagles. Eagles. Okay, I knew it was a division. I mean, at this point, I just I mean, we're not going to beat the Saints or the Rams. Um, I mean, but it can't be Super Bowl or best, right? Like playoffs has to be like you would you would be happy going to the playoffs. You would be. I would, but also I don't want anyone else to get injured. Like, let's just develop Colt. Let's see what happens with Colt. That's my goal for the rest of the season. Just let's, okay. Let's, just to just to evaluate Colt. Yeah. That's no a good more, goal. No more playoffs. Yeah. That's, that's a good goal. That's a wrap. I'm okay with that goal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for you and your team, I'm okay with that goal. <laughs> um. Yeah, my guys are doing okay. I mean, we came out of New Jersey with a win. Um, 
you know, it's the most I could ask for. We played pretty well. Uh, it, like, wasn't the prettiest win, but apparently it was the biggest margin of victory we've had over the Jets since the butt fumble game in 2012, which <laughs> caught me off guard. So I was like, oh, it, you know, it just shows, goes to show how, like, it's not always about how it looks, right? It's just, it's about the results. So, the was there moments at the game where I was like, what the fuck am I watching? It just, like. I would say the second quarter, like, the, the offense just looked so uninspiring. I was like, I'm about to turn this fucking shit off. Like, really? I didn't think we were, were going to lose. Like, I didn't think we were going to lose. I just, like, wasn't having fun watching them play. Interesting. And it wasn't until, like, he hit. I actually was downstairs and came back when he hit Gronk in the middle for that um, yeah, it was touchdown, Gronk's which just fucking pissed me off. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, so I missed that. But, and I think it was a little weird after that, too, but. In the second half, they came back and, and did some good things. I still want to see us do some more work in the red zone. Um, I'm a little concerned about Sonny Michelle's back. He yeah. came back to play in the game, but that shit looked ugly. Um, and it's one of those things I definitely did not need to see four or five times in slow motion. Again, yeah. Again and again. I was like, oh, like, I was in physical pain, like, every time they played yeah. again. And then the fact that he could just get out there, I was like, I know y'all pumped this man with some kind of drugs. Like, there's no, like, I just, I, right. I feel it in my bones, something shady didn't, like, that's not real. Um, so, yeah, I just, like, again, it's the same ugly stuff that we talked about earlier this week. But um, that's that game. It, yeah, I, again, I wasn't expecting us to not win. So um, it sounds like, I don't know, does it sound like entitled to say that? I don't think, I'm not saying that I think expect us to win all the time, but. I mean, I expect us to win against the Giants, so. Yeah, like, there are just some games where it's like, okay, I know, like, I'm should, not really worried. Should. Yeah, like. I, I, I will be worried because it's a division game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but we yeah. should win. Just, like, when we play certain teams, we should lose. So, like, I think when we played the Falcons, like, I wasn't upset that we lost. You know what I mean? Because I expected to lose. Your team's lost. See, I never expect to lose, but I know sometimes it's going to be, a t- like, I'm like, that's going to be a tough fucking game. Like, we're going to have to play our asses oh, off I to, like, to lose like, when we play the Steelers, I always feel like we got to be on our P's and Q's. When we play Jacksonville, it's like, that defense is serious. Like, so... When you play Aaron Rodgers? Uh, yes, because anything can, <laughs> anything can fucking, anything can and will happen in that game. When you play Peyton? <laughs> so, yeah, and it was really just Peyton with the, I was really, I didn't get, I got stressed more about Peyton with the, the Broncos. Oh, no, the really? Broncos. It, because that defense was fucking savage. Yeah. That was like peak of that defense. Do you still we would be going into Mile High Stadium. I don't get, no. I mean, I don't know if we've even, like, yeah, I don't think we've played them in a game that I was what worried about, about Reese since he left. What about with Eli? Do you get stressed with Eli? No, Eli doesn't okay. stress me out. Because I really <laughs> just, like, don't, like, I see those those wins as so fluky to me. Yeah. That, like, I just don't, was, like, if you reproduce it, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, there's nothing you I could have done, right? Like, I just don't right. feel like it was real. Right. <laughs> So now I don't get stressed with Eli. But yeah, those those Peyton Broncos games were like, oh, especially at fucking uh, Mile High. I don't know about all that. Do you I feel do not like... like it? Or when we go to Miami. When we go to Miami, I don't like that either. Do you, I feel like they are trying to make the Aaron Rodgers Brady games the Peyton and Brady games, but I don't feel like anything will ever be like the Peyton Brady games. Like, no, they won't be. And I think they won't be because I also feel like. I think part of it is that Aaron Rodgers held to such a different standard than Peyton Manning and Tom Brady were. Do you think that quarterbacks are 
even created like Brady and Peyton, where like you can just trust them to have entire control of the offense. I think you can. Like I think you're seeing some of them. I think you're seeing like a Patrick Mahomes. I think you'll see as they develop, like him, Jared Goff. I expect right. them to be like prolific passers. I just and I again, I think part of what I think part of the intensity on the games wasn't even that they were who was playing. It was like the ability to create a narrative around them, right? Exactly. Like there's a narrative around. Peyton and Brady's rivalry in terms of like length in the game, championships, like different records they held and whatnot. And I just feel like because Peyton was not, I don't think that Peyton's ass was kissed in the same way that Aaron's is. And it's really hard to get excited about a game where it's like, if he loses, you know, it's not going to follow him at all. If Peyton lost, like people would say, oh, Peyton did not come through in that fucking game. Like, and if Brady lost, you'd be like, if he didn't come through in the game, like he'll be on them. If Rodgers loses, it's, oh, Mike McCarthy, oh, whatever, oh, blah, blah. So, like, when nothing sticks, like, negative, and that, like, they, he could play, like, shit the entire game if he somehow manages to pull it off at the end, it's seen as, like, the greatest thing ever. Like, it's hard to build in, a, like, a really tense narrative around that, right? Like, am I wrong? Like, that's no, how I, I feel about it. I, d- I just don't feel like Peyton – Peyton, to me, is more similar than Brady than he is to Rodgers. Like, Peyton yeah. doesn't have that magic. Peyton just – you knew Peyton worked hard. You knew yeah. he had the skill set, his brain. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't rely on magic. He relied on his knowledge and his just physical ability. And then that's not the same as Rogers, where I feel like he relies. I don't know how to explain it. Like, he also relies on his physical ability, but also his, like, like playmaking, I guess. No, it's definitely, some phys- it's definitely physical ability. I definitely get what you're saying about the magic. I just think part of the magic is wrapped up in how the media talks about it. Yeah. Like, I think part of the magic is, like, we create it. Oh, um, It happens, but it's, like, just the way it's discussed and the way it's talked about. So, and, and I think because those things are so important to crafting a narrative for a game, it's difficult yeah. to do it with him. Like, even this, like, Vikings, this Vikings game that they just had, like, I felt like people didn't really appreciate that like he was outplayed by Kirk Cousins. The narrative again was receivers, McCarthy, whatever. The narrative again was, oh, it doesn't matter if they lost his game because Aaron Rodgers can win the next five in a row and they're back in the playoff. Like it doesn't it felt they lost and it felt inconsequential. So like because how do you how do you build tension with that? Everyone has already established that Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks in the game and he only has one Super Bowl. So it's just kind of like then there are already excuses built into like why he now. only has one exactly yeah. so like you can just continue to use those excuses when he plays badly yeah. it's the same thing over and over again which until... i feel like is a good segue actually into where i wanted to go it's my next part of my team check-in which is there was a game there was a interview with brady after the game and someone kind of asked him about like being a game manager yeah. And like, if he thought it was like a bad thing, and his, so I'll just read his quote. He said, um, This is on Callahan. He said, No, never, never. I don't think that is a negative thing. No, I don't think so. Again, a great quarterback to me is one who puts his team in a position to win. If you look around for a long time, that is what you see. Quarterbacks, you have to help your team win, and you have to keep your team from losing. You handle the ball as much as anyone, and the team can't overcome bad quarterback play. If you have bad quarterback play, it's almost impossible to win. I think you can get away with it from time to time, but I think everything is risk-reward. Then he goes on to say um, how, like, making his, like, emphasis was not when they make mistakes has impacted his game negatively by saying, quote, part of my problem is that as I've gotten older, I want to make so few mistakes. Maybe there's not as much aggressiveness as I would like because of the aggressiveness comes a little more risk. And we have 95% chance of winning when we don't turn the ball over. Right. I think that's always in the back of my mind. Being a little less fearful with the ball, a little more aggressive. I think we did a better job that yesterday. I hope we can keep doing that going forward. So this 
this brief little segment of the interview highlighted two really important things to me about one, my feelings about quarterbacks overall, which plays into the Brady and Aaron thing we were just talking about. But two, what we're seeing with the Patriots this season. So I think on the one hand, just to kind of put the Aaron Brady thing in the corner and move on from that, is I feel like for so long, like I grew up in like, and I feel like we all do, right? In, in learning sports, this like kind of uh, trash talk culture. Yeah. And like game managers are seen as this like negative thing. Like, oh, he's just a fucking game manager. Like he's not good at his job and like whatnot. And like, as I've gotten older and, like, now that I actually watch the game and, like, I see the importance of, like, not turning over the ball and, like, I see how you can, like, when by being precise as opposed to, like, doing other things, mm-hmm. I think I, like, I might just value game managers who, like, know how to come in and then make a play when it's there for them to make. And what I don't like is, like, when I see people being, like, really, like, who are, like, more aggressive and, like, willing to just, like, go for that in a way because, like, it doesn't feel sustainable to me. I think that came out even in a conversation with Robert where I was like, do you think he can, like, continue to play at a high level when his arm talent goes? Because, like, you have to – to play that aggressively, you have to have, you know, that kind of – that physical talent. Right. And so I see, like – not only in my own life, I think I'm this way, too, in terms of, like, just being precise and organized. Like, I see those things as skills that are, like, more translatable and, like, I think they they are how I relate to the game more. So I think I really need to change my view on, like – game managers and like what I think like a cool not like change it but I think this helped me start to articulate like what I actually see as that role being and like why I don't really care for quarterbacks who like I, I like this idea of like my job here is to like not lose the game first and foremost and then to win it if I can right and like right. not my job is to go out there and win the game and if I lose it fuck like you see what I'm saying like there's a difference there and I feel like that's the play difference you get from like uh cam newton i'm gonna like run this ball to the middle and like jump in this thing or like i I, it's exciting to watch like i guess but it's just not how i like relate it's not how i approach things in my life so i don't think i can relate to like someone or like look up to someone who approaches things in their life that way um so it's one part and then the second part in terms of what we're seeing this season is this kind of feeling about like seeing the game as like a risk reward thing with the amount of change that we had in terms of like losing Amendola, losing Dion Lewis, losing Nate Solder, like we've had a lot of fucking change on the offense. Like our quote unquote now supposed to be our number our number one receiver, Josh Gordon, is she just came middle of this season. Sony Michelle didn't practice at all during the during the summer because of his injury. So like I think what we're seeing is this uncomfortability. Mm-hmm. So what we're used to he's doing he's like he's still doing the like I'm not gonna lose us to the game piece. What's suffering is that, like, he doesn't have the trust to be, like, I can go out there and make this play because, like, I feel like I, I feel like I can do that with him, right? Like, it's like he sees these bigger plays as riskier than he did when he had, like, an Amendola that he can throw it to or, like, you know, like, when he felt trust with the player. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, so hearing him talk about the game in this way and, like, I can totally see where it's, like, yeah, like, I'm not seeing the big plays I want to see and, like, other people aren't too and, like, I'm seeing kind of ten- tentativeness on throws. So I think he is feeling tentative. Like, do I have enough time in the pocket to like actually get this, you know, out of the way? Like that Titans game shook. Like I was shook. Right. <laughs> so like, I, just, I, I can see how, which is always to say that I think down the stretch, I feel like we're going to be in for some improved play as this team continues to gel. Um, and he continues to get more comfortable. Cause I saw bigger shots down the field this game than I have in the games before. And I saw a little bit of that confidence come back. 
Chris Hogan caught two passes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, and then I guess last note for my team is just the Vikings game coming up. And so we know we're the official podcast of Kirk Cousins. We're and, not. And also Tom Brady. We're not. We are both. Um, and I actually want Kirk to have a good day. Like I want Stefan Diggs to have a good day. Not, I don't have them a fancy or anything. I just like them as players, like a lot. Um, so my ideal scenario would be if we just have like a really, like a toned down version of uh, like page, uh Rams, Kansas City, where it's like kind of a, a shootout, but not like too crazy. Um, maybe Kirk makes a big mistake. We come back at a three-point lead, and then Brady ices it in like 10 in the fourth quarter. Like, I'm okay with that. I don't want them to get blown out. I just want out. you guys, I want you guys to win, and I want you to blow them out. I don't want to blow them out. I mean, I just don't want them to, I'm over them. I don't want them to make the playoffs. Why are you over them? What have they done to you? I don't want Kirk to be successful. I'm a hater. <laughs> literally, we talk about this every podcast. I'm just like it's not okay with someone openly being like, I'm a hate. I've just never had that experience. I don't know. Why? I don't know. Like, I guess I could just be like, I'm a Rogers hater, but I don't feel like I hate him. I just You're feel like Rogers hater. I don't, don't like hate him. him though. I don't dislike him. I like dislike everything around him. I feel like that's what is weird. Like, that's just saying it's a hater just feels very like, yeah, I'm irrational and it's fine. Like, it's like, no, like, I I, I feel like I have reasons. I mean, but I'm not irrational because you know why I don't like him. Like, there are reasons. Just because you don't agree with them doesn't make them irrational. Well, then I don't think it makes you a hater, right? If you just have, if you have reasons, those are your reasons. I feel like a hater is someone who's just like, I don't like you. I don't have a reason. I don't need a reason. I don't give a fuck. No, I'm a hater. I'm. I don't feel like that. I just feel hmm. like I hate him. Like I just, or I just don't want him to be successful because he's not on my team anymore. I feel like that is the definition of a hater. Damn. But do you feel that way about any players on your team who left your team? No, I just feel like his whole. I just don't feel like he is as good as everyone likes to hype is hyping him up to be, and I just feel like I do feel like he kind of played a part in the whole situation with the team as well do you feel like people hype him up or is it just me like I feel like I'm his like only cheerleader in the world (laughs) a lot of people a lot of people I don't want to say like him but I just feel like you know he's he came to the Vikings and they're Super Bowl contenders you know like but that, that that whole thing happened like everyone was kind of on the Vikings stick they're getting Kirk Cousins like I just, you know, whatever. I just don't want him to be exceptionally successful. Like, just miss the playoffs every year and we'll be fine. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm glad I know this about you. I am interested to think further about how I feel like my feelings for Trajus are different. I want success for him. I want everything to go well for him so that, like, when it doesn't go well, there's no one to blame but him, which yeah, is but very that, different. You, is so it? You don't want him. You don't. It's not different. You don't want. You don't wish him success so that way he can have success. You want him to. You want him to do as well as he can so he can be blamed. That's what you want. <laughs> yes, like when you come up short, you should be blamed. Like everyone that's, deserves accountability in this world. I just want him to be held accountable. You're I'm a not a hater. Just hold this you're man accountable. You're a hater. Welcome to the club. You thought you were a part of it, and you're sitting. I'm right not. Next to I me. refuse. 
if we Cole had man, if Cole I could president. launch a poll on this, a poll would be like, yo, is this Mm-mm. hater or is this just like holding him accountable? That's all I want. That's all I want. Are you bringing SPOTUS back? A SPOTUS. What is it? Side piece? Oh, side piece of the United States. <laughs> side piece of the United States. No, how did that even Hodis. come into this conversation? Because oh, HOTUS, haters of the United States. Co-president of the Hater Club. You oh, Jesus. You co-president and you're sitting right here with me. Are there benefits? Fuck. No. <laughs> Why am I here? <laughs> Uh, Are there benefits to anything we've been forced to do in our entire life? No, no, I hate benefits this. Benefits to college? No, I don't see it yet. Benefits, benefits to student loans? <laughs> Man, someone tweeted, be like, did anybody miss those Cyber Monday deals on student loans? I was like, where were they? Where were the f- student loan them. refinancing Black Friday deals? That's what I need. I don't need a TV. I need to refinance these fucking loans right? at below 3% interest. Right? That's what I need. So, Oh my gosh, that would be awesome. <laughs> if somebody out there wants to make that happen for next year's Black Friday... I will take no credit never for gonna it. Work. It should. Anyways. I can't even get into politics. It's going to stress me out and start crying again. Yeah, we've already had so many. Yeah, I already went through that bars. this morning. <laughs> um, so we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back and talk about our encroachment topic of the week and then finish up as we normally do with winners and losers. Okay. Hello. Hello from Shooketh Town. Um, you, are you recovered yet that you're a hater? I think it's okay to admit that you're a hater. Like, I'm just like not sure I'm there yet. We're going to table this and come back to it. Maybe we'll come back to it at the end of the season. Like I need some time to... I'm still going through a lot of feelings. But my feelings about quarterbacks <laughs> are evolving right now and I need time to process them. And yes. So we're going to move on. <laughs> Introduce our fucking encroachment topic. So my team is trash, and um, in addition to the ongoing name struggles that will never be resolved, uh, we also like to sign abusers um, to my team. Mm. Um, it came out today that Ruben Foster um, has been claimed by the Redskins. You're the only person to put in a fucking waiver for this player. Yeah, when I saw you were the only person, I was like, oof. He also will not be playing this season at all. That just came out. Oh, Um, interesting. So I believe his contract, though, goes through 2020. You know, I just, uh, for those that are, I guess, unfamiliar, um, he was arrested in Tampa um, recently for uh, being involved in a verbal altercation. Um, with his on and off again girl, um, that he allegedly slapped her phone out of her hand, pushed her in the chest area, slapped her with an open hand on the left side of her face. A mm. one inch scratch was observed. Um, it was not their first domestic incident. On February 11th, he was arrested for suspicion of domestic violence and possession of an assault rifle, which was loaded and discovered on the bathroom floor. Um, so the domestic charge was dropped when the girl dropped, recanted her allegations, basically. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, great. Now he's my teammate. Um, I, I just like, 
they're making it really hard for me to continue to watch football. Like, oh wow, like not just be a Redskins fan, but watch football. Period. I just, it's so hard. Like, it's just so hard. Like the amount of things that are happening to just watch the game is impossible now. Like there are so many things and crazy things happening off the field that it's just kind of like, what is what is happening right now? Um, I just don't understand how they signed it. I mean, apparently, you know, he used to play for Alabama, so they think that. I think we have four or five players from Alabama. We have quite a few players um, on our defense from Alabama. So I guess they think that him being with his friends and teammates, he'll be in a safer situation. If you had a loaded gun on the bathroom floor when you're involved in a domestic incident, you need to be in jail. Or in somebody's therapy room. Sorry. Uh, You're on the – I mean, I don't know. I just – I mean, that coupled with that – did when I introduced the topic about Adrian Peterson, did you know that about him? I did. I did. I did. I mean, I did. I mean, you haven't told the audience yet, but yeah. Yeah. So, and then we also have Adrian Peterson, which I don't know why more people didn't talk about this when he got signed. Um, Again, I just think that players that are really, anyone, players, celebrities, anyone that performs really well in their given area, I think you get so much more leeway um, and, and things slept under the rug and no one talks about them. Um, because I even forgot about it until the recent article came out about Adrian Peterson. He, when his, I think his youngest maybe was an infant, he got charged with uh, beating his child and he admitted to it. Um, and this was years ago. And then it came out either last week or this week about how he still uses a switch on his kids and how they love him and he's their father and they come to him for anything they need and it's fine. And I just... I don't have it. I don't, I don't know. I don't have anything to say. I just am embarrassed. I am. I feel like there are two separate issues here. I feel like one is the issue with your team. Like, I feel like that's like one thing, right? And like the choices that your team has made in the past and like continues to make. um, Yes. I think that's a totally, that's one thing that I feel like as a fan from the area, like I understand that you have like a lot of feelings about that. I also think that, it's very weird to me in like a meta way that as the team of like Washington DC that you there's like not more political savvy coming out of that operation it's like they just don't care about anything is which I mean maybe that is political savvy in 2018 I don't know um (laughs) but it just seems weird like they constantly are stepping in it for some reason or another um but for me on the other hand about like football as a whole in the NFL and like what I thought about when you kind of mentioned this topic to me is that I feel like this is all brought on by the by the NFL like nobody in like their their propaganda machine nobody told you to turn these players into role models right nobody nobody told you to do these morality clause things and like have punishments for like out-of-game behavior that's unrelated like nobody told you to do any of these things and like when you started doing them you have now have a duty to uphold that standard right. and to, like, move it forward and to enforce it unanimously and, like, to not force it discrimin- like, with discrimination. The fact that you're literally there... Because when, what you do when you start, when you set up, when you say that I'm a moral arbiter and then you make decisions, your decisions speak to your morality. Absolutely. So what you're saying right now is that, oh, like, 
it's acceptable to sign someone to a million dollar contract and like let them play when they've beaten women and like had you know firearms with with the with the thought of possibly hurting someone. But if you kneel for the national anthem in protest of police violence and racial inequality, that is unacceptable. Um, like it just to me. I don't know like how you could be so dumb in the message you're sending by doing that if you claim to be a moral arbiter. Now, if you don't, if you just say your entertainment pl- so, like, you know, place, do whatever the fuck you want. Right. Literally do whatever you want. Like, I don't care if Ruben Foster, I really don't care if he plays. Like, I don't care if he plays. Because honestly, like, if it was somebody at my job, if I don't hit their wife, I wouldn't expect my job to fire them. Right. Like, like uh, that, I, I don't know if that's my business. Like, I... If they got fired by my job for that, I wouldn't expect another person in place not to hire them, right? Like, that's kind of what we're expecting to happen in the situation. But we only expect that because the NFL has made that the fucking standard for themselves. Right. But it's unacceptable. So, like, just, I mean, I joked about this when we talked, you know, we had our Thanksgiving episode about, like, you know, let them whip their dick out. Let them do whatever celebration they want. Let them flip off the fans. Let them moon people. Like, let it be the gladiator sport that that you're trying to mask it from being, I guess. Like, pick one i don't think but you can have this like that, weird yeah, family not... friendly safety first thing because you end up doing contradictory shit like saying super safety first and then broadcasting injuries and glorifying like big hits or you say oh you know we're setting role play i mean role model standards and like you know you need to have this kind of behavior but then they do something against that and it's fine this one case and not fine the other case or this one thing is beyond the pale but this isn't and like we're not going to say that officially we're going to do it behind the scenes like Right. Just why are you involved in all this mess? Right. I mean, it's just like it's like like you said, like you're gonna heavily monitor the Super Bowl halftime performer, but you're not gonna monitor anything. Like it just, it. I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think they probably care more about the politics of the Super Bowl performer than they do about the players. Well, because they only care about what people are reacting to. Like, I mean, that's it. I mean, and we've talked about this before. They don't actually care about the players. They don't actually care about us. They care about their money. Right. And the only thing that they're going to ever change is if it affects their dollar. Like, that's the only reason why it came out. They came out in now support of the national anthem or whatever the fuck. And, like... But then they're also still not because, like, literally the Redskins brought everybody on the fucking banana boat to for a tryout and didn't even think to call fucking call. Like, it's insane. Right. I mean, it's just... We know what it is, and that's kind of what. That makes it so upsetting, though, because it's like, I just, and this is what makes it feel deliberate, and this is what makes, and this is why, this is the thing I get from a lot of like my friends of color who are like in the more activist space, who are like I'm protesting NFL for this, and like, it's not really about how they treated Colin individually per se, like right, like what it is is that like you cho- you're choosing to make a deliberate statement that's saying that standing up for black equality is worse than beating a woman standing doing a dem- silent protest for black for black equality is worse than doing you know cocaine or whatever performance enhancing drugs like it's so bad that you can never get a job again like that is what you collectively right. have decided to say as an organization that, that that is your message whether you want that to be a message or not that is what it is and like so I can totally see why, like, that would be like, wow, like, you're just really like, fuck us, huh? Like, that's how you feel? Because what you should be doing, like you're doing all these other players, is saying, we're not going to make a fucking stand on it. If someone wants to, you know, like, do whatever, like, and and again, like, and if he didn't get a, if if they had that environment, they had that environment where, like, 
They didn't say a policy stance. They didn't, you know, ban Ray Rice for this or whatever. And like people were hitting their wives and still getting hired and Colin Kaepernick didn't get a job for this. Then we would be able to blame the individual teams. We would have blamed right. ourselves as a culture. Like we wouldn't be able to blame the NFL for perpetuating a specific message. It would be something that we would need to look in on ourselves about. But by standing up for, and like saying that you're like this arbiter and like the shield and like you're going to enforce these standards and set role models, like you are putting like you're giving yourself more agency than you probably even want or need to have right and the things you're doing with with it are dangerous and that's i mean that's kind of the thing is that why and then it's like every like i said it's getting it's getting really old because now every single issue off the field makes it that much worse every single issue that happens is now going to be compared to this because you as a as the organization decided to make such a big deal about the anthem kneeling. Like you made yeah. a huge fucking deal. And now because you made it this, you created this and we've already spoken about how they could have done what they're doing now initially. And it wouldn't be this at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because you made such a big deal now, the things that you choose not to make a big deal about are going to be a big deal too. You know, like, it's and it's it's just so blatant you know what I mean it's just really ridiculous no I agree and I mean I even think you can even look beyond not like beyond on this beyond that implies it's more but like you can look outside of this kind of issue and like I know one of the things that I keep thinking about as a fucking Patriots fan when shit happens is like you literally flagged Tom Brady for four games for conduct detriment to the league for something that did not impact the game, the outcome of the game at all that you couldn't even prove actually occurred. Right. And like, we have players out here taking fucking performance enhancing drugs and getting less than that. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. And like, that is, that is what happens when you decide to take a stand on something. Like you're saying that this, this is what this deserves to have this potential thing happen. You deserve four games, but then to have it confirmed that you've taken performance enhancing drugs that are shown to even advantage on the field, like that is like you can't say that they're equal. Like you can't say they're equal, and when you do it, right. it's, it becomes a political decision. Like it's not a real. You're not. You're not actually penalizing people based on the impact of the game or the impact of the league. It's just the political process of who we want to punish, when we want to punish them, who we want to do something. Like that's how it starts to feel. Right. And so, like, yeah, people are like, oh, Pat, you need to fucking let it go. It's like, it's hard to let it go because you see shit like that happen all the time. Right. Like, you literally have Aaron Rodgers on, there, on tape saying he overinflates the balls and hopes the fucking the refs don't catch it. Like, right. and that was, and I didn't care. I didn't right. care. I don't care. <laughs> but you can't then say, like, that's fine, but now no. you're doing this. No, 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 no. Right. No. Like, now, like, it's just, you got to be consistent, man. Like, it's not that fucking hard. And especially you're consistent and care about such little bullshit things. But again, like you said, such a huge social justice issue you clearly don't give a fuck about. And did not give a fuck about for, a, for like so many months, like years. You know, it's still, it, it's just like he still doesn't have a job. I just. Yeah. And I think part of it too is that they react. I think they react too fast. And like, I don't know where that comes from, right. but like. The Ray Rice situation was awful. Yes. She, I mean, because the, the video made it. Yeah. Right. But, like, you, you do not need to then go and say, like, we're doing this policy, we're creating this new thing, we're not doing, we're doing this initiative. And, like, because you now you, like, 
you publicly put yourself as the face like of saying this issue is important to us when like what you needed to do was just let it fucking play out let it play out see if someone hires Ray Rice see if they hire Ray Rice our fans upset our fans not showing up our fans protesting like oh like now we're seeing that this is an issue across, you know, four different teams. We're seeing, pro- like, now maybe we need to make a league-wide policy because, like, this is starting to affect our business systematically. Well, Don't, no like, shade, like, overreact- we are very, right, what? like you said, we are a very short tem- short-term memory society. Yes. Like, it was not going to become people, a thing. How many people love Chris Brown? Everybody. Everyone. Like, does no one, rem- you know, like, people Even people who remember, even people who that. love Rihanna still love, like, I it's, it's crazy to me. It's like it would have blown over. It would have. This Ruben Foster thing is going to blow over. Like no one's. It care. is. Greg Hardy blew over. Like come, it, you 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 put yourself in this bad political situation by overreacting. Same thing with the with the anthem. People were getting a little pissy, but first of all, he did it for weeks before even anyone even noticed anything. Right. So like, also you know for a fact that other players have not their national anthem. Think about Tim Tebow for religious reasons, and like it wasn't seen disrespect then. So like you know, this is some kind of frothed up thing that's not really real. Let right. it play out. Right. Why are you Ignore then? Why it. are you doing on one hand? Are we going to get our owners to go on the thing and stand and kneel together to be against Donald Trump? But then oh, we're also going to then donate to Trump and then say we need to kind of quell the anthem. But like you can't try and play all that bandwidth. Yeah. yeah, it's like what are you doing? Just shut the fuck up and sit back and like let like right. you have enough money to ride to ride these things out. It's going to be fine. Your po- your right. product is popular enough popular enough that you don't need to do this. Focus on things that are like important to your bottom line. Like maybe like player safety to make sure that players have longer careers and like consistent you have a better reps. product on the game or consistent like rules. consistent rules, consistent consistent rules. Like think about those kind of things. Have a a more functioning competition, a more public competition committee. Like there's so many things you could be doing to protect the integrity of the game. Stop but you're spending angles. so much time trying to protect the fucking integrity of the NFL's right. moral institution, and it doesn't need to be that. Right. So, I think you've settled down on that. Do you have any final thoughts? No, it's just, it's just, like, annoying. I'm just, like, overly annoyed and frustrated by the whole thing. And I just... I don't know. I'm wondering when, like, the last straw will be. I really just don't know if the NFL will, like, be around. Really? I never doubt that. Really? I mean, numbers are up. Everyone loves this, like, new half-life offense shit. I feel like we're only going to get more offensive production on these games. I feel like, yeah, I, I think yeah. the game is going in a very positive. I see good things to lead in the future if they get their nose out of this political shit. Like, I really think they need to just lean into being, like, we are an inter- we're an entertainment platform. We are a sports platform. Like we are here to administer this game. Right. Like let these fucking individual players have their brands. Like let them suffer the consequences of doing things for their own individual brands. I mean, I just feel like and no one else makes such a big like I don't feel like there's a significant The NBA is thriving and they don't control right. their players nearly as much. Their players out here like popping off, like wilding out in these <laughs> in these streets and like if someone, when NFL players, like Jalen Ramsey talking a little trash was like insane news this offseason. I feel right. like that happens in the NBA all the time. Like, and, and no one cares. They also have 500 <laughs> trillion games. So it's like one thing happens and then it's. A... I mean, it's even more like, yeah, it's going to blow over because yeah. literally two years later, your team's playing again. Right. So I don't know. But who you got for winners and losers this week? Let's see. 
since we're already on a terrible, terrible moment, my loser of the week is again the Redskins. Um, because in honor of Sean Taylor's, I mean, or I guess not in honor, in remembrance of his him, they um the Redskins released a uh, terrible, terrible anniversary doll of Sean Taylor, like a oh god doll i don't really it's literally like a stuffed animal of a black person in a in his number in a redskins uniform except the nose and lips are like a good five shades lighter than the rest of the doll like it looks so ridiculous i am again i am just so embarrassed damn my team is really loose. Like we're loose. Like on all fronts. <laughs> it, just, it sucks. Like it's it's really real. Apparently, it was pulled by like two o'clock. Like it was. It's it. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> well, my loser of the week is, and it's kind of related to what we just talked about in some ways, but the players' union and the players mm-hmm. as like an organized body, like advocating for their own interests. Um, and I say they're the losers this week because so it came out that Eric Reed has been tested for the sixth time, mm. randomly tested for the sixth time since I believe early October, late September, mm-hmm. which is a little excessive um, yeah. for it to be a system that's supposed to be random. And I think, yeah, a lot of people do misunderstand, like, you know, random doesn't mean that the same person can't, can't be picked twice in a row, right? Like, the yeah. idea is that you put it back and it resets to one over six again. It doesn't like you did, you know, then go one out of five, but whatever. So, but even with that actual def, like understanding of what randomness means, like this seems out of place. And I think players are like commenting and media personalities are commenting that they haven't heard these things together. But mm-hmm. what really needs to happen is why don't they all the players just fucking release when they get drug tested? Yeah. It's not a secret. If you fail the drug test, we're going to know. Right. You're going to get suspended. Right. So, like, all you're doing is, like, helping them obscure targeting players. We could be be finding out that there's massive racial discrimination in who gets drug tested anyway. Like, there's so many things we could be learning from you guys just being open about this. And, like, it would also, like, give power to this movement and, like, stop it from being, like, oh, people are just being extra sensitive, people being racial, people doing whatever. Like, if you really cared about just the truth period just <laughs> not even together. like politics yeah. if you really thought that eric reese is being a fucking annoying black person whining about whatever like release tell us how fucking often you get tested like right. and it'll help us get perspective right but like until that happens all we're gonna do is stay on our own side of the camp and like we're not getting any clarity and i think this is such an obvious win-win scenario that the players could do to like show their own agency and like advocate for themselves and like really call it, put the league on its back foot on some of these issues and they just like are not organized or thoughtful enough to like do it well and you don't know like the impact of the league on them either you know what i mean and a lot of players like this this working in the nfl changes their life their but life. can they fire you for saying i got drug tested today I mean, no because if they could thing... agree would have been fired right but it's the same thing when you go up against any large organization look at colin like you know what yeah. i mean it, it's it's but that's why they're strict the numbers right it happened to colin because they could see they could pick right. on him 
Um, but when like, you have, when you create money off of marginalized groups of people, the threat to control their life by firing yeah. money, whatever, is so much greater. Yeah, because I mean, they I don't feel have you. The, you know, the privilege. It's easier to threaten and coerce people into not standing together, not talking to each other. Like, I just, you like the, just the alternative like, though is to believe these corporations or to let them do whatever they want, and that's obviously not working. Well, like, like. Did you know it's not illegal to ask other people, like, what they make? Oh, work? yeah. They just, like, peer pressure us into not saying it. Yeah, into thinking that you're not supposed to do it or you could get in trouble when it – you can get in trouble for for telling people they can't ask that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But and somehow whole... it's common gossip that, like, oh, HR will be mad if you do – like, they can't. They right. They legally can't be right. fucking mad. Right. Yeah, I've told people everywhere I've worked, they're like, yep, I make this much. How much do you make? <laughs> what are your credit let me see your fucking cv <laughs> right exactly i'm about it's to just, run this shit down like that's what i need to way, know it's a way to control people it's a way to like pit people against each other because that's that's it happens all the time like if you if the people underneath you band together you will not be in charge unless yeah. you are a legitimate fair lead which is it that much is that too much to ask i think i don't it, think like it somehow <laughs> seems like it's too much to ask people in power to be so decent like just be yeah. decent and you can keep it and people will like you like you don't yeah. have to be a fucking asshole and like or on the other hand too people competing for power you don't need to also demonize the person you're competing with like there's ways right. to compete with legitimacy like and this would be a perfect example you don't have to say automatically just assume oh the nfl is racially targeting eric reed and blah 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 blah, and this is a travesty maybe that's not true let's just show the fucking data and we can all decide on our own like why can't we just have an honest conversation like yeah like oh it's so annoying it's so annoying so that is why i'm disappointed with the players this week your winner my winner okay let's get in a better mood um this is a winner I didn't know, honestly, whether to make it a winner or loser because I think it's low-key ridiculous, but he's a winner because he had an ultimate come up and, you know, I really appreciate, I guess, his effort. Oh, um, I'm curious who this is. Brandon Marshall. Um, oh. Only his... got signed by the Saints when Des had his unfortunate injury because they they had both of them come try out basically and they chose to go with Des. So he didn't make the team at first but then Des had a like career ending injury basically. So then they went with Brandon Marshall. So he's 100% winning and so he is still trying to learn the Saints offense. So he's sat um, on the sideline for two weeks and an article came out about how he has a headset and he literally says he plays like fake games in his head <laughs> on the sidelines <laughs> for every play mock games is what he's oh like as if like, he's running routes and stuff yeah like he's in the game and he's just like imagining oh, it and okay like, you know it sounds ridiculous I and mean, maybe that ridiculous. yeah maybe that helps you i don't know it sounds ridiculous however i really appreciate your effort like that is like you seem like you are ready to play and get out there and I really hope you do. And I hope you light the f- Cowboys the fuck up. Oh, did you hear about that Cowboys player talking about something he's got to, like, punch the Saints in the mouth and then <laughs> strangle them or something? I was like, this is so violent. And you're going to look so yeah. dumb when you lose tomorrow. Like, <laughs> I mean, I on mean, Thursday. Yeah, it just, I don't know. I, I don't know. 
I mean, they're not a shining beacon of, you know, what's good in the league either, to be quite honest. So. Our division looks so terrible. Um, <laughs> like, like, wait, we're staying winner? positive. We're staying positive. My winner of the week is Baker Mayfield. Not only is oh. he balling out these days, he's such a fucking cutie. He's feeling dangerous. Got little quotes going on. Got the brand popping. So he also had this, like, thing with the last game they played the Bengals. And Hugh Jackson tried to hug him. And apparently he, like, dissed Hugh Jackson and was, like, you know, rejected the hug. And then kind of said, like... I like it. Yeah, like, he's being fake or whatever by, like, going to the team that we played twice a year. And people are, like, everyone in the news media, like, particularly ESPN. You know that fucking first day. That first day cruise are getting my goddamn nerves. But they were all, like, oh, um, this is so irrational. He's being immature. Like, um, Hugh you. Jackson no. Hugh Jackson got a job opportunity. He's going to take a job opportunity. Like, this happens in the NFL. You go to your rivals and blah, blah, blah. Baker doesn't no. give a fuck about that, man. Baker's out there riling no. up his fan base, building his brand, like getting his city and his team behind him, and all of that. So I'm here for all of it. I'm living for all of it. It's like, mean, fuck the media. Fuck this, like, yeah. oh, I need to be super pristine and, like, not just be you, man. Like, go, be that same dick grabbing Baker Mayfield we saw in college football and that, that city's gonna love you win or lose and you fucking need that in cleveland <laughs> i mean i am a team petty it's well established um team petty and, team hater <laughs> yeah I, i'm fine with it i own it i don't care i will tell you exactly why i dislike you or why everything should be petty like there always is a reason behind it um you know and i grew up watching football like my grandfather he used to play he used to play when you had to play offense and defense with those fucking leather hats like or helmets like with no protection so he couldn't wow. even watch like modern football when he was like older because he would be like, "Oh, everyone is like, like y'all are weak. Like, get the fuck up. Stop, you know, stop complaining." Because again, if I had to play offense, number one, I couldn't even play football right now. <laughs> if I had to play offense, what no. the fuck is that? <laughs> no, nope. like you're a soccer player for real. Like you're running like forever. Um, so it was, it would always make my heart feel so warm because he would also get irritated. Like he would get so mad when he would watch football in like after tackles or whatever, they would help the other team's players up. He would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're playing a fucking game. That man is your fucking enemy right now. I'm like, yes, grandpa, your old 70 year old ass. <laughs> you better tell these people. Out here doing it. It's like, cool. Yes. You don't have to like spit on their face, but like. This is the, the, you're trying to win a game right now. Like you don't have to help that man up. He has own fucking teammates to help that fucking man up. Like I'm I'm chilling. Like I don't want you to help my fucking teammate up. Like we, let my players help my players up, and then we can go play. Like talk tomorrow. Talk later. Like we don't need to be friends right now, and I don't expect you to be. So you don't have to. Be, it's a compet again. Like you said, it's a competitive sport. That is the mindset. I don't have to smile. I don't have to be nice to you. I don't have to fucking do anything but my goddamn job, which is to beat you. So, the end. I don't know. No, I agree. So, I like it. I hope he does more of it. I like it. it. It's a division team. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's a division team. You can be nice when you're older. Or, like, not. Like, whatever. <laughs> or not. <laughs> like, you know, whatever. I feel like when you're seasoned and mature, like, you know, you get, like Brady said, you get more, 
not cautious, but like you know it's kind of at stake, your experience, like whatever, I've been through this before, it is what it is. When you're young, listen, just think back to our 20s or my 20s specifically, early 20s. I was I a don't mess. Know if I remember most of my early 20s, to be quite honest. So, I mean, that's probably for the best. <laughs> if we're keeping it a buck, probably for the fucking best. Yeah, absolutely. I know, right? You're a doctor in Canada right now. We don't have early 20s. I need plots with an ability. I need to be like, I'd be like, I didn't do that. You need a lot of detector tests. As long as I don't know I did it, I didn't yeah, do it. <laughs> I don't know him. That wasn't me. Mariah oh, you mean yourself. that other black guy with glasses who yes. just, you know, the y'all racist. Mariah Carey <laughs> yourself. I don't know her. <laughs> Mm-mm. Oh, Michelle, you did what? I don't know. Yeah, you pussy popped where? What is nope. a pussy, and how is it popped? You came at who? No, nope. basically every <laughs> Cardi B lyric. Nope, didn't wasn't me. I don't even know Cardi B, quite honestly. No, nope. the money part, yes. <laughs> Want the money? Everything else wasn't me. <laughs> no thanks. Bye. Wait, but not those, not the student loan money part. I don't know who did that either. I so I don't know who did it. <laughs> that wasn't me. That was not me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to sue that fraud. bitch if you find her. Fraud. Like, let me know where she at because I'm about to serve right. her after some papers. Like, this is unacceptable. Can I charge myself with fraud? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like she embezzled money out of our shared account, right? For this. my past self <laughs> embezzled from my future self. <laughs> 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 For real though, this might be a thing. <laughs> She's gonna get a good psychiatrist on the stand. You're like, yeah, she has complete dissociation. Does not know who that bitch is. Exactly. (laughs) Listen, you better start making your connections now, motherfucker. You're in the place. I'm gonna be the expert witness in your case. It's gonna happen. We have to burn the whole encroachment file so no one knows that we talk to each other. On these fucking group podcasts, you need to start getting these people's dirt now so you can blackmail them into taking the stand for you and being your expert witness. (laughs) This is what you need to do. Network like a motherfucker. Wow. Somehow we went from building brands to filing fraud charges against ourselves to criminal conspiracies with friends and blackmail. Back to the beginning with the group project. Yeah, that is definitely a group project. (laughs) On that note, we are going to (laughs) say goodbye this week. (laughs) I'm going to let y'all marinate on what that, you know, possible legal decision may mean for your own futures. This is all hypothetical. All hypothetical. Um, We'll see you next week. (laughs) Bye. Bye.